to the Brit Film Club, uh, episode 18. I'm your host, Ali, as always, and with me is... Co-host, James. It's co-host. Yeah, co-host. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I just find it funny. Co-host isn't below host. I think it is. No, it means it means co. It's together. Co-host. No, no because I'm host. A host. It's I'm like, host and you're co-host. No, that's only because you said host first. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm co-host. Host is the same as host. No, you should have said other host. No, that's. But yeah. why would I say other host when we have the word co-host? Okay, fine. Uh, how you been, James? I've been fine. Actually, well, I've just got a cold now. Man up. It's called man flu. It's not called man flu. I'm, I'm getting over it. I'm recording. Whoops. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, um, since we've recorded, I've uh, moved house. Uh, it's been Christmas. It's been New Year. So we're in 2012 now. Yeah. 2011 before. End of the world this year. Is it? Yeah. No, but actually, supposedly the mind calendar is actually quite off ours. What do you mean? Like, the Mayan calendar isn't the same as our calendar. I don't understand what you mean. Because the Mayans predicted 2012 is the end of the world. They didn't... The Mayan calendar doesn't say the word... Doesn't say the number 2012. The Mayan calendar calculated to when they... It ends. Uh, is, like, the 23rd of December, 2012, according to our calendar. Oh, and their yeah. last date that they put on their calendar was that... See, I shouldn't hear hearsay from yeah, others. Yeah, really shouldn't. <laughs> it's like, I just heard it when I was just talking to people. It's like, actually, the Mayans are completely off our calendar. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I heard that um, the Mayans weren't actually like this ancient civilization, but they're just the ancestors of the Illuminati now. Really? Yeah, so the Illuminati are going to set about this year the process of uh, the end of the world. So, you are, okay. Do you actually believe in it? No, I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, like... I don't want to seem like some kind of ignorant fool. I, yeah. was, I was making a joke. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I'm just not believing Illuminati. I mean, the thing is, because I'm originally from Bradford, mm-hmm. and every, like, fucking guy in Bradford who's Asian wants to be a rapper, mm-hmm. and he all they just talk about is Illuminati taking over our minds mm-hmm. and making us bad out of religion. So, no, you're bad at your religion because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how to actually follow simple instructions. It's like, people forget that they have their own rule. Like, they say that Lady Gaga is brainwashing me. I was like, no. Because guess what? I'm not cross-dressing right now. It's, and, it's a good uh, excuse, though, isn't it? It's yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, I'm actually... St- yeah. The, the excuse of listen to Lady Gaga is because I'm trying to understand the Illuminati's. That's what it really is, yeah. isn't it? You'd be like, oh, so why didn't you uh, pray yesterday, Ali? Oh, I was watching uh, MTV and I watched this Lady Gaga video and she hypnotised me. And that, <laughs> that made me play PlayStation instead of uh, praying. I don't, think, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. No one's going to believe that. Hey, 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 hey. That's why they don't believe me. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous things. But anyway, enough of the ridiculous. The ridiculous. The ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. was there anything else you wanted to add about your, besides your... Oh, about you? my life, uh, or in general? Um, no. Okay. No. Well, I might, might as well say what's going on with me as well. Like, yeah. I might have a big change. Well, there might be a big change in my life. Oh, it's really? Pretty- what? You're just finally getting that sex change? Hey. Yay! It's already got the tits. Oh. How can you guys say? I was going to say that. But just thought, you know what? Hopefully we're able to avoid that. But I guess we do. Oh. Uh, I'm actually losing weight, James. Fuck off. You actually do look slimmer. Uh, not yeah. even, no word of a lie. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's well good. done. I'm doing a lot of jogging. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck jogging. It's like the worst exercise. It's quite enjoyable uh, if you use an app. Where do you jog? Oh, I just, my jogging. I used to do that. My, I jog around my area, but the thing is, I use an app called en, uh, Endo Mondo. I know it sounds ridiculous. It's a really rubbish name for an app. But basically, what it does is it just tracks your running. Like, it tracks you by GPS. Yeah, so that my mate had something like that. Does it do the thing where it tells you how far you yeah, run as yeah, well? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you've run three miles in, at a rate of, and this, blah, 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 blah. The only thing I wish it did was actually account for weather. Like, I went for a jog yesterday, and it's fucking freezing. Now, I'm pretty sure you run a bit slower if you're running in a freezing weather compared to... Yeah, but, like, to be, the margins of your runs, is, it's not like Olympic athlete second. Don't I wouldn't don't, no, it's because not going to affect it that much. I know, because I was a bit annoyed. That I thought I felt healthier than before, yeah. my other run, and I was 11 seconds behind. By the end of the run, I was really angry, because it's like, I'm pretty sure I felt a lot better, but I was just fucking freezing my balls off. But anyway, he told me no I excuses. lost. Excuses. He told me I lost to myself. Need a sprint, really. sprint finish. Yeah, so anyway, enough of that. What's really happening is that I might be possibly moving out of the country. <gasps> possibly. I mean, like they said, okay, basically I have a, I've been, I have been for an interview. They said I have the job. I just hope they don't fuck up the paperwork, which usually happens sometimes. Well, it doesn't usually, but it happens sometimes. And I'm the kind of pessimist who believes that everything will fuck up and I'll never get through. But basically, if it works out, I'll be going to Zurich in uh, Switzerland, which a lot of people think is in Scotland for some reason. Scotland. Listen, I thought yeah. it was in Austria, but yeah. I got corrected. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Actually, no, it's, it's not that... I'm actually quite good at geography. It's not that I thought it was in Austria, but there's too many places in Switzerland, and I think some of them should... I can't remember any cities there's in Austria. Only, there's only three places in Switzerland that you should, well, I know of. But Basel, I, yeah. Geneva, there's and Zurich. Basel, Geneva, Bern, Zurich. They have See, too I many. I didn't know what Bern is. So I thought Zurich was in Austria because it can't have four cities I've heard of in such a small place. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but obviously, you know, Switzerland's doing a lot at the moment. It's yeah. Really representing. Yeah, so. But carry on, yeah. Yeah, so basically, I might be moving there. But. I think me and James, well, me and James have discussed this a little. We'll probably try to record over Skype yep. and not over over mobile phones, which is another change we've had. We recorded with iPhone before, mm-hmm. iPhone 4, and now we changed to a Galaxy, well, I've changed to a Galaxy Nexus. It's a really nice plug, yeah. Dave. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just in case the audio quality They're not giving us any sponsorship money, which I really wish they were. Yeah, I've lost... I've basically lost... out the name of the product we're using, just to... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've basically lost a lot of money just doing this podcast, and considering I've been, like, jobless for a whole while. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, We were going to do our review of MI4. I know it's a bit late, but I thought... It's not that late, is it? It came out in America. It came out like three, four weeks ago. Oh fuck America, though. I right, came here, out here uh, three weeks ago. Did it? I thought it came out in January. No, no, it came out like twenty um, first December. 20, no, hey, 20... you know what? I think it might be late, but the people needed time for it to marinate in their heads. They need to think about it, and now they're ready for the review. I kind of actually agree with that. <laughs> no, no, I do because I, I think let's just move on to our review of MI four, uh, directed by Brad Bird. Who directed The Incredibles and Ratatouille? Oh, okay. and, uh, I've not seen Ratatouille. Heard great things. And The Iron Giant. I'm not a fan. I'm okay with Ratatouille. I don't love it and vomit as everyone else does. Okay. Like there's just some. I think there's a, like a lot of cockfest for this guy. Uh-huh. Like this. I mean, I like the director. I'm just saying there yeah. is that like there's just no look at it criticism. It's just yeah. like no, I love this guy. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. But um, before we go into that, I just want to get a general idea of what you think of the film and what I think of the film. Okay. So. Um, Tell me how what, James gone. What do you? What is your 
feeling about this film after it's been all marinated and whatnot. Okay, it's all been like mixed up in my head, garlic, you know, a little bit of chili. Um bit of rasta sauce. I Sorry. I enjoyed it. Um I'm not sure how my enjoyment was it's hard to quantify my enjoyment because my expectations of the film were lo- it was exactly what I expected it to be which is good I don't like being dis- you know you get disappointed if you're surprised by a film it's not a tour de force mm. but you know it's it entertains in a Mission Impossible way I enjoyed it more than Mission Impossible 3 okay uh, which uh, came out a surprisingly long time ago it's a really big distance between yeah. sequels um, sequels <laughs> Mission Impossible 3 was uh, the film I saw on my first date with my girlfriend really who I've been going out with for five and a half wow. years wow <laughs> so yeah that's a long bloody hell yeah. thing you know, okay I'm not going to sing anyway <laughs> things will never be the same I was going to sing some Tupac anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, yeah okay so oh, what did you think of it um I was really pumped up about this film like, mm-hmm. I thought this is going to be amazing yeah and it's weird uh, when I was watching it it kind of hit every expectations I had mm-hmm. of it yeah but I still felt really lukewarm like I know this is a good film like like this, it didn't do anything wrong but I don't love it mm-hmm. I think it's quite it's, <coughs> it's just good it's a, it's a very good film mm-hmm. I think if I watch this on TV sometime again, like if I watch this again, yeah. I don't think I have a problem with it. I yeah. think there's always it's got great pacing to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's constantly something happening. Mm-hmm. There's always these little, very broad jokes that are happening with everyone, but it works. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, uh, they got the new actor in it. Oh my god, I forgot his name. Uh, Jeremy Renner. That's it. Jeremy Renner. He's the he's the other agent. Oh, okay, the guy that was from that bomb film, The Town. No. Oh, uh, and he is in that film as well. Yeah, oh, shit. the one that won an Oscar. Yeah, like, I, I can't remember that. Film, but yeah, and he was. I can't remember, I'm forgetting films. <laughs> this is why we need your computer, James. Uh, um, but yeah, um, okay. So it had like these cool character beats. Well, not cool character beats, but it had everyone had a good part to play. I think it had really good action choreography. Mm-hmm. Like because okay. One thing I love about this, and I was constantly actually thinking throughout this, I can actually see the action. Yeah. Whereas now a lot of action films have just reverted to shaky cam, a mm-hmm. lot of quick editing, yeah. and just like, oh my god, something's happening. Whereas this mm-hmm. is like, look, I'm going to show you him going ziplining with his hands or coat or whatever. I'm going to see you. I'm going to make you show that he can jump and land on a safety pad. Whatever. They just yeah. do it as simple. There's nothing... Mm-hmm. Uh, like they don't try to rack it up in other ways they rack it up they rack up the tension by good pacing not by shaking the camera every fucking second Mm -hmm. and uh, so that was one good thing about it Uh, I love the gadgetry I think the gadgetry was just pretty awesome like Mm -hmm. considering the last two James Bond films have just been lacking gadgetry and the last one was just shit anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, it was nice to see that kind of innovation Mm -hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun and um so yeah, overall I kind of liked it, but I didn't love it, which I expected to. Okay. But um, okay, so that's kind uh-huh. of a general feeling. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll probably more go on to the spoiler part. I'll probably do a timestamp, or I'll just tell you to move on in ten minutes. Just go ten minutes forward, and we'll just go a bit spoilerish. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. feel like it. Yeah. Um, so, is there any spoilers you want to talk about, James? Uh, I mean, what I really want to talk about, what I really came away from this film, was how much it made me want to buy Apple products. Because I can tell you there was so much yeah. fucking Apple product placement in that film. I guess there was, it was yeah. It was mad. It was mad. Oh, and also, 
how old does Tom Cruise look if you see his face close up on a massive screen? That's his time. fucking face is really. Did you watch an IMAX? No, okay. I watched it in a shitty tiny cinema as well. <laughs> his face is really wrinkly. It is wrinkly, like, but you got to give. That guy looks old. You know what? He's. I think as an action star, minus the face, like actually, yeah. but his physical presence was amazing. I mean, I in the sense like even you look, this long floppy hair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that okay, but I mean there's like some scenes that were awesome like okay when the uh, god what's the Russian palace got that got built Kremlin the Kremlin I am forgetting everything <laughs> seriously it's amazing but basically when that got blown up and you see him running okay, okay Tom yeah. Cruise, like we were discussing the yeah. podcast Tom Cruise can run oh and he loves to run he, he lo- loves to run yeah but you know he's done a good run here he's done a good solid run and I thought yeah okay this is sweet right when mm-hmm. he's running away from the Kremlin and uh you know when he does things like that and but I would agree like his body shape even looks weird yeah like he's just wearing a t-shirt but it looks like he's you can even when he took his shirt off when around the hospital you, he, on the side he looks quite built mm-hmm. like from far away yeah. but then when he wears a t-shirt his body starts going like Sylvester Stallone-esque <laughs> his big muscles popping out they're also like dra- like sobbing down yeah, uh-huh. and it's just like weird to look at mm-hmm. but um yeah I mean but the thing is the other guy I, I mean I think oh but his presence and his Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise-iness yeah. was fine in this film. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have an issue with it. I was just, I mean, because uh, another thing that made me realise how old he was, was uh, Shanta, my girlfriend who I saw the film with, decided to watch uh, Mission Impossible 1, uh, yeah. like, the next day. And I'd walked in the door and I saw him and I was like, God, he looks so young yeah. there! And it reminded me... Of, Firstly, how long ago that was. And that was like 96 or something, wasn't it? I don't know. So, yeah, something ridiculous a long time ago. Have you seen all the MI films? I've seen one, uh, three, four, all the way through, and parts of two. Okay, so you've seen a bit of two. Yeah. The ridiculous one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that film. I just watch it, I'm just like, this film's fucking dumb. <laughs> but anyway, going back to this... Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the one scene I really liked was the uh, ventilation scene. The uh, vent, you know, when they're going to that fan part and he's hovering when he's in the computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Renner. So when Jeremy Renner's there and he's just hovering above it, and I just like kind of like the uh, the way he managed to even get out of there when he's like he's got the magnet kind of stuck to him. Yeah. You know, he's trying to escape and go back up. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like uh, closes himself mm-hmm. and then he releases it. So he gets like a, he builds up kind of pressure towards yeah. against himself, mm-hmm. so he can actually capture himself out, yeah. which was thought was kind of awesome. <laughs> and like uh, another awesome scene was when. Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise were uh, going to the Kremlin and they were using that kind of uh, background shift oh, thing. Oh, that was really cool. That was just pure genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, had that... And see, that's the kind of gadgetry I just I just kind of loved. It was... Uh, mm-hmm. And it looked realistic. I mean, they, it didn't have that CGI feel to it. Like, yeah. oh, we're actually up making a green screen. It just felt natural. Like, this yeah. could be actually created. Mm-hmm. It didn't uh, feel like so futuristic. And it felt natural. That's what I liked about it. Um, I just want to also mention quickly because it's really on my mind that girl in it Paula Patton oh is oh Paula Patton is like one of the favourite women in the world ha- oh damn oh um, she's uh, married to R&B crooner Robin Thicke no way yep <laughs> yeah. that guy yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy who things whatever you were trying to say no that. he just does the high pitch yeah he does right. the high pitch yeah they're married oh wow he's a lucky man I was like, I was like yeah cause she's like 36 years old she doesn't mm-hmm. look 36 mm-hmm. but 
I kind of feel sorry for her because like her career's gonna run out in like I'd say five years. She'll look really old in five years. Um, but yeah, one, but until she starts looking really plastic. Well, it depends what, what kind of uh, film she wants to do. I don't know if she'll be doing any. To be honest, I was surprised to see her in uh, uh, Mission Impossible. I'm really surprised to see her in anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I didn't know. I mean, is she famous because she was? She is Robin Thicke. No, well, uh, the only other thing I've seen her in is Precious. Oh, I've never seen yeah, Precious. Yeah, so she's in Precious, uh, and that's uh, the only thing I know she's in. So. I've seen her in Deja Vu, and that's it. What's Deja Vu? Deja Vu is the Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington film. Uh, yeah, he did, he time travels back a bit. Yeah, it, okay. it was well, like, anyway. released like two, three years ago. It seems like quite a big film for her. She had quite... What? This was, yeah, she was there. She's an important <laughs> member of the cast. And she, she looked ridiculously attractive. A lot of That's, screen time. If you, so, didn't, yeah. Yeah, if you <laughs> didn't get it, it was just like... That dress she pulled off was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because i got to also add that... Um, Anil Kapoor... Kapoor uh, has made, which is the Indian guy in okay, there, yeah. has made every brown guy <laughs> fucking retarded <laughs> because I'll tell you this, we in, in, we don't say this, Indian men are hot, hot, hot. It's like, what the fuck that is, is this? how you speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm in a pub, right, like back in uni days, I remember when I constantly kept saying, yes, we are hot, 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 like fucking chicken wings or something, like, geez, that was just quite odd. I've got a question. Sorry, <laughs> sure. it's, a, it's a minor point. Actually, I'll start off by saying, you know, when they were uh, when Tom Cruise was chasing my man in the sandstorm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. That was awesome. But I don't. Well, okay. I kind of understand, but I don't really understand why that guy was wearing the mask. Because <laughs> he takes off the mask, and it's like, oh my, he's got the thing. Is that real? real? But he could have just sent the guy. <laughs> I literally don't understand why he did it. And then took off the mask at the end. It means nothing. He's got away. Like, it doesn't... It had no, no relevance. It's like, I think he was even dumber for the fact he's like, hey, I, why didn't send my henchman? Yeah. You know? It's like, wouldn't it be more reliable to send your henchman there than to go down yourself? I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that the whole point of a henchman? <laughs> well, the only relevance I could see about not sending his henchman is that he His henchman could still get intercepted before he got the codes. But it doesn't matter because he, he only started doing the nuclear stuff by the time he got back with his... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't and yeah it was a bit of a weird thing that was dumb <laughs> the only other thing I think I can think is he just wanted to do a show off that he's yeah, that great maybe. that's it maybe yeah. or maybe this is like a good harken back to hey remember every Mission Impossible can rip off a face perfectly <laughs> even though they have like nowhere near the same bone structure <laughs> well this is what I'm doing now so um yeah, okay, so going before to that scene yeah. then, the one in the hotel, the whole mirroring uh, kind of play going on, you know, the one upstairs. Okay, downstairs. yeah. Fucking awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of like building tension, mm-hmm. and it was like a good, cause, because considering that film, the whole film was constantly action-packed, 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 mm-hmm. it was um, it was a good moment, like it didn't have action in it, like it was just a good bit of talking, a little bit of like good spy work okay, going yeah. on there. I thought that was really well choreographed mm-hmm. is that yeah is that I, thought, you... I thought it was good yeah I thought it was interesting uh, I wasn't yeah it worked it well yeah uh, and just to add the last bit and then another thing I think I just want to quickly talk about is the ending then oh. uh, well you didn't like it the the, the the ending of the film the actual ending yeah I hated it 
Well, what's the actual... Oh, you're talking about the whole ending, the, the emotional stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm talking just the precursors, like the okay. part where they're going to Mumbai and they're... You know, I okay, thought yeah, because okay, considering yeah. the whole film was just so action-packed and, you know, wretched it up to, yeah. like, every scene, and then they had, like, a low-key scene to it. Yeah. I, I mean, first off, I was okay with it. I thought it makes sense because... They can't just constantly keep having action event. Yeah. Like you just can't have an action event where you, someone climbs a Burj Khalifa yeah. and then it jumps back into a window mm-hmm. and then runs through a sandstorm. Yeah. Seriously, if I, by the end of the day I'd be like, "What's going on here?" Seriously, what the fuck? You know. I mean, that guy. You know, I get. I get that all they just wanted was a nice, simple car chase. Mm-hmm. So, fair enough. Um, but yeah, the ending part. Okay, I can imagine because you didn't like MI3, did you? And not really. No, see, I liked MI3. Yeah. And uh, with me, I liked the ending. Because it wasn't that. It was just the fact that he showed some kind of continuity. And second of all, it showed he had a character. Because you know, like James Bond, right? Yeah. Uh, like James Bond, or even a bit of Bond supremacy. So, well, no, sorry, the Bond films. Well, Bond, a lot less, but they usually feel like there's no real continuity in terms of the actual characters. So, yeah. Like... <laughs> Ethan Hunt in first film has no relation to Ethan Hunt in the second film yeah and same with the third film they have like no relation to all three yeah. so it's the first time four and three have related <coughs> in yeah. a way so I was like and it only took like two minutes to do it and it also made Jeremy Renner's character a bit more not really interesting but gave it a bit slightly more depth to yeah. it because you you know when you find out because especially the way he gruesomely told yeah your wife got chopped into pieces so you actually think oh, holy shit they yeah. did chop her into pieces yeah. then obviously find out that didn't happen yeah. but uh, again it made me give a bit of shit because <laughs> I did like MI3 <laughs> but uh, so I think it was fine on that <laughs> note but it also basically means is look we're not dickheads we don't just throw women out the door kind of thing so like MI, so if they make MI5 yeah. they won't be like oh Ethan Hunt has to go back to his wife or anything mm-hmm. it'll just be like look we've set the case he's never going to see her again because he wants to protect her mm-hmm. and now he's just going to keep on doing missions yeah seems nice I mean could quit his job or you know if he likes someone <laughs> no no, no, no. He, but the thing is he, he did quit his job though oh really in MI3 he quit his job didn't he the fuck do I remember? Five and a half years ago. Come on. Okay. <laughs> it was your first date? Yeah, so... <laughs> you can't remember your first date. I can remember it. I can remember it being... Um, dull. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think about the date of the film. <laughs> the film, uh, the date to a lesser extent. <laughs> not dull enough. Obviously not dull enough. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen her again. Oh, it was your choice. I'm pretty sure yeah. she's the one who chose to see you again. Everything. Not, no, Everything's my you choice. don't make a choice. I'm a, I'm a very, I'm, I always make my choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? About in terms of uh, Mission Impossible Four. Yeah, and or maybe you want to talk about how it feels compared to the others. Maybe. Uh, basically, um, oh, I know what I need to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his face? Uh, why have I forgotten his name? He's important. Simon Pegg. Yeah. I thought it was alright I thought it was annoying <laughs> I thought yeah, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Simon Pegg as a uh, as a man in films uh, especially no, not in Hollywood films okay uh, but yeah okay, uh, he didn't upset me I think he was okay um, the only thing is it's just ridiculous that this guy is a field agent I mean just the only thing is like you know he keeps on talking like when you're walking and they're talking English you're like seriously Russian shoulders I mean I get this film is proper you know it's a B it's a B pop film you know Mm -hmm. you don't expect it to be anything else but uh, 
you know, his just character was a bit too much of a fanboy. Yeah. Like, you know, he was like, oh, I love I love everything you're doing, Tom Cruise. I love where you're doing everything, Jeremy Renner. I love Paula Patton. She's really hot, of course. Uh, <laughs> but so basically, you didn't like it that it was uh, a white version of you on the screen if you were cast. No, I wouldn't uh, do that. I'm too... I'm, I'm fuck you. I'm you good. would be the worst bro, spy. Bro, 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 bro. You would be the worst bro. Actually, bro, no. what you talking about, yeah? I'm like Jeremy Renner, yeah? Watch me. I just like... Do you think... Would you think you would enjoy being a spy? No, man. I'd just be tired. I want sleep. I want to watch films. I won't be able to do that. I won't be able to record a podcast. I get hunted. Like, I get hunted every week <laughs> just because of my podcast. <laughs> and someone would like really piss me off. He's like, this podcast is shit and I'm giving one star rating. I'm like, oh, damn that you. Would, that would hurt you. You've got that me. That would hurt you. Yeah, so I just wanted to, uh, yeah, you know, I wanted to just uh, protect myself that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think we're coming to the end of MI4 review. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, so overall, I just want to surmise for myself that, uh, and for everyone else, that uh, <laughs> that I enjoyed the film. I think it has good pacing, decent character work, a bit of good little humour here and there, uh, cool gadgetry, but I don't think, I still think MI1 is still my favourite. Mm-hmm. Even though it has a stupid convoluted plot, mm-hmm. I just think the way it plays is like a... Like a noir kind of suspense mm-hmm. thriller, it's and it feels more adult than this. I mean, it's not that's not the reason I like it. I just it, it was something I enjoy coming back to. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the odd way of they how they unveil the story in that. Yeah, but um, I I still think this film's really really good. I think it's a great pop film, pop mm-hmm. action film, and I recommend anyone to watch it really. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably the second best action film of the year if you count twenty eleven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, over you, James. Uh, yeah, it's a f- fair enough film. Like, don't have your expectations too high. It's going to be like watching what you'd expect Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible in 2012 to be like. Uh, it's fun. Uh, yeah, just get in the right frame of mind. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, I was thinking before because I'm actually doing my top ten because. James just can't be asked to and he no, wants to criticise my top I ten. really do. Uh, but I was thinking before we go into that uh, in a top ten, I think I'll leave that in the end, I think we should just quickly just talk about what we've been watching and okay. you know, that you, because we haven't seen each for a while. So if there's mm-hmm. something that you know you really feel like, oh, I, w- I would have talked about this yeah. in previous episodes, mm-hmm. you know, we can just quickly do that. Yeah. So uh, go on, James. Uh, Including uh, trailers, if you see any trailers that caught your eye. Okay. Um, I might as well start off and say that I've started watching Sopranos. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I bought the box set. Um, It's currently up about... Just started season three. Wow. About halfway through season three, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, And I'm enjoying it. Uh, I I did think... It's it's changed. It feels like it's changed. Uh, Like, the end of season two... Start getting a bit fucking weirder. Um, I, I can't remember any of Sopranos yeah, now. It's, it's been just, like three years since I've seen it. But I do enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. It's going to help me. I've now now I've watched it. There's three of my friends that have watched Sopranos and The Wire, and they all say they prefer The Sopranos. And now once I've watched The Sopranos, I feel like I'm going to be able to defend, not defend, but say 
why I think The Wire is better. Than <laughs> <laughs> I think you're watching it, but that's not easy. That's not fair if your motivation is to watch. No, it's not my motivation. It's I, not I watch motivation. it because I enjoy it. Okay, that's yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. But I okay, it's <laughs> not your motivation, but subconsciously it's there, making you like you are building an argument to why it's better than it's not better than The Wire. I think that's what happened. I'm not blaming you. You just can't yeah. help it. You yeah. are actually going to watch something mm-hmm. within certain expectations. Mm-hmm. People are telling you yeah. that this there's a surprise, something better than yeah. something you absolutely love yeah. that you know you absolutely revere. Mm-hmm. Then you cannot. It's just not easy to accept mm-hmm. that. Surprise basically has to kick the living hell out mm-hmm. of the wire to even be mm-hmm. for you to come com- to compete against it. Basically, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, go. On. Anything else? You want to uh, so what else have I been up to? So obviously, it's Christmas, so I got a bunch of computer games. Oh yeah, yeah. I got um, Street Fighter, which I'm really shit at. <laughs> Everyone is <laughs> so shit at. <laughs> I don't get it, right? Why we play Street Fighter? <laughs> like seriously, because if people go online, all these fucking people do ultra combo. Yeah, and then, because a lot of like, and I what I hated the most was. Uh, when Street Fighter came out yeah. and reviews were coming out yeah. and there was like the worst reviews of it all of them were shit reviews not because uh, they were wrong about something but the way their point of view was yeah. like they were reviewing it for fans who were street, ultimate Street Fighter fans like yeah. the people who were like oh uh, like the timing's perfect to always punch back like that yeah. kind of like stuff mm-hmm. like I don't care about the perfect technical ability mm-hmm. of Street Fighter I want to know if I can enjoy as back as Street Fighter 2 mm-hmm. as we all did on our mm-hmm. couch as mates like all we wanted to do was a good old uh, you know Tiger Punch and yeah. uh, Dragon Punch and Hurricane Kicks yeah. we don't do ultra combos and yeah. mega combos whatever they're called and it really annoyed me that, and they all played with those massive Capcom joysticks oh. I'm like that's not a review for the normal because the joysticks for those were like 65 quid mm-hmm. and that's excluding the game yeah. so basically I would have had to spend 100 pounds to experience the review they were talking about mm-hmm. which I found really really annoying I just wanted someone <laughs> to say oh, if you paid this with a control pad on the PS3 or Xbox mm-hmm. what's the feeling like because your normal mate who comes around would have a, anyone have a laugh with how would you feel mm-hmm. no one done that review and I thought that's pretty shit I, I just <laughs> no, because it is your job is to make me buy something but also make me realise that it's meant to be great yeah. or I mean it's what are the features of it especially of how I'm going to play it daily mm-hmm. I'm not paying but that's that. the issue with uh, you know reviews in general then you're sending someone if you spend your life uh, playing video games watching films eating food you then become an expert um, yeah. and then you get above the level of you know, it, there's certain things that you notice that the layman doesn't have an interest in or isn't relevant. It's I I agree, but there's a, there's two different things that I say with movies and uh, games. The thing with movies is though, or films, when you say, is the fact that you can you can talk about everything technical about the film. You can say cinematography, score, whatever, yeah. right? But at the end of it, you have a certain feeling mm-hmm. by the end of it. Like, it's just, like, good or bad. They, yeah. they have that gut feeling. Like, you know, you... Like, we talk about Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. You know, fantastic, fantastically produced, <coughs> fantastically acted, but left us really cold. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know, it is, like, got reviews left and right, but really, I just felt like... And I was really going... You know, I was ready to love this film, but mm-hmm. I thought it just didn't... It was too cold for me. It was just mm-hmm. never got anything out of it for me. Whereas with games, it's on a technical level. Mm-hmm. Like a game has to run certain like frames per second yeah. or it's just going to look shit yeah. you know a game has to have certain graphics certain 
a certain pacing to your human storyline yeah. or game or gameplay. Gameplay is all technical, you know, mm-hmm. and that. That is, a, you can have bad gameplay, which is me basically you're shooting at a guy at his head and he doesn't shoot at his head. Yeah. That's like, you can't, you know, those are like technical things mm-hmm. that are. The basic like, technical things that need to be looked at. Yeah. And, you know, with that, you can still review and say, mm-hmm. okay, this works, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas with the movie, it's so more, so much more subjective. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, movie reviews are a lot, there's a lot more variety. Mm-hmm. Like, you're on Rotten Tomatoes on Metacritic. There'll be a variation of a movie I absolutely love, right? Mm-hmm. And I say 10 <clears> out of 10. <throat> but if you look at it, it probably, half of them say, actually said 3 out of 10 or 5 yeah. out of 10. Mm-hmm. And the average is 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a game, if it's like Modern Warfare or whatever, they're always 90%. They're always yeah. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And they're always, and, in game world, a 7 out of 10 is awful for a game. Yeah. No one has spent that much on a game. Yeah. Whereas in the film, 7 out of 10 is, actually, I might give that a look. Mm-hmm. Even a 5 out of 10 is sometimes, mm-hmm. I might give it a go. Yeah. But when it goes below that, sometimes, okay, no. But mm-hmm. usually most people can watch around a 5 out of 10 film. Yeah. No one can play a 5 out of 10 game. Mm-hmm. Just talk about average yeah. mm-hmm. games. I mean, no, just sorry. I do <laughs> going on there. But anyway... Carry on, James. Other <laughs> uh, games I got, uh, I got, I, I bought myself Portal Two. Oh um, wow! Okay, yeah, which I really, really enjoy. Yeah, because it's uh, one of the problems with me in video games nowadays is that I don't have the finger dexterity to do things fast, <laughs> but I can think. And you don't have to do things too fast in Portal. You just have to be able to work out where you need to get to and put your portals in places and <laughs> jump around. And so I've, you know, I spent a there's one night I spent like three hours playing that, and yeah, that's pretty fun. And I also have Skyrim, Elder Scrolls uh, Five. Uh, I haven't been playing that that much because it's really hard. Um, but uh, yeah, video games. I've been playing them again. Okay. It's been a long time since I had a console. Uh, what about you? What have you been uh, uptaking? Consuming. Consuming. <laughs> Consuming. Uh, so. Um... <laughs> yeah, I okay, well this week I actually just watched Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Okay, yeah. Uh I've never read the books. Mm-hmm. I have never watched the Swedish films mm-hmm. as well. So I have basically no idea what this film's about. I don't know anyone who's actually well I haven't spoken to anyone about the story of the Girl with a Dragon okay, Tattoo. Yeah. I've heard vaguely about it in podcasts, like what it's about, like Elizabeth Salander, who's playing Aruni Mar in this, is like uh, a really techie girl and but she's bit fucking crazy <coughs> and emo-esque whatnot uh-huh. and that's the gist I've only heard so I don't know And but basically this character's kind of loved all around and that's why the books are so popular but um, talking about the film itself I okay I think I'm going to cut I'm going to because I've heard a lot of reviews and uh, it's kind of made me laugh of how people have approached reviews as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, how they review this, and obviously this is all subjective, uh, because a lot of people who, who, whose podcasts I listen to have talked about it from books, source material, and the yeah. films, and the original Swedish, and how they compare. So, I mean, the funny thing is because the theme, okay, because the Swedish film, the Swedish book is actually called "Men Who Hate Women." Yeah. So basically, the author's whole theme is how women are. It's basically how a woman is empowered to do something right mm-hmm. in, this, in that sort of sense. And I will not lie, I did never, I never got that from the film. Mm-hmm. But I think, because, and that was the thing, a lot of people criticised this film because yeah. it said it never, just cause the, because the book mm-hmm. um, talked about this theme yeah. or approached this theme or yeah. whatever, yeah. 
it should they said it lacked in the film I'm like yeah. okay and I agree it did lack in the mm-hmm. film but I don't think that was the film's point either mm-hmm. like from the get go I don't think that was the intention of the film mm-hmm. I think the intention I don't know I don't know what the intention was but the way I felt about this film was I think it's a very much a B thriller movie mm-hmm. B suspense thriller movie done with quality direction mm-hmm. quality acting mm-hmm. so you get this feel of like it's done really re- like is a well told story mm-hmm. in a sense like because Dave Fincher who directed obviously Social Network Fight Club mm-hmm. Panic Room basically quite good films right mm-hmm. um, uh, Benjamin Button as well so he you know he knows how to craft his material and everything but people obviously were thinking oh he's gonna really get the themes out and mm-hmm. all that but I just didn't know anything about the book mm-hmm. or so for me when I watched the film I just thoroughly enjoyed it it's two and a half hours long yeah. but it flies by mm-hmm. because I think I, I don't think <clears throat> dialogue's anything great especially if you compare to social network mm-hmm. which is just fast snappy dialogue I just think the characters were had enough I don't I guess I want to say nuance like mm-hmm. kind of like salty that, but still makes them realistic and in- interesting yeah they have like something about them that you is really watchable and they have that certain chemistry between each actor mm-hmm. and each little story thread and how they build the character because the first hour is more like a build up to the second hour of the actual story or what's mm-hmm. going on and uh, I enjoyed both of it I, mean, I think that those two and a half hours that's why they flew by because I was already intrigued in it mm-hmm. into it I would say it's quite gruesome and it is gruesome mm-hmm. and uh, but and but I think it's just overall done just really well I think you can I was going to wait for it on DVD but I just thought why not <laughs> but I've got a question okay. based on the fact that so you're saying a lot of the reviews compared it to the source material which you don't think is it's not necessarily relevant because you can't just because those there were themes in the books or maybe the Swedish yeah. films it's not fair to compare it but because the source material is so recent and you know widespread don't you feel that that is an issue a lot of the people that will be seeing that film will actually have a lot of familiarity with the books and the Swedish films they may have read and watched them both and will, that comparison will always be there and that that's not an issue necessarily with the film, but it is an issue for when the films come out and their choice to, you know, take something that's already popular and widespread and try yeah. and do it again. It's always going to have that criticism. It's almost like it's setting itself up for a fall, even attempting to do it because, mm. you know, we don't need we don't need these films okay. because people read the book have already and they've got the books or even the Swedish films. And what is the if you're if you are going to make this film, you're going to have to bring something to the table to in either enhance or you know make people interested in the stories again. Because how can they? They're never going to escape what they mm. fell in love with before if they did like it. Well, funny enough, the people who have listened to who read the books and watched the Swedish film, they both they said that both of those source materials mm-hmm. are not good as this film. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, and they say the, the actual detriment mm-hmm. of this film mm-hmm. is actually the source material mm-hmm. they say the problem is that the story of the book is actually mm-hmm. not good and that's what I found even more frustrating mm-hmm. is the fact that okay so now you're comparing you're saying that they had these themes mm-hmm. but they're not that good mm-hmm. but now you're saying they don't they do those themes well mm-hmm. enough so maybe they, that's not the point I mean personally for me I just don't 
I just thought it just went up and down. I, I know I'm just reviewing another podcast review. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, okay, I'm just gonna, I just wanted to just kind of, uh, you know, say what I'm feeling yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I imagine most of you listen to that review, and if you haven't, I'll just tell you from the Slash film cast, uh, they're a girl with a dragon tattoo review. And I was just surprised, like, it's just this a really round and round review, basically. Right now, this is a review of the review, which is crazy. I but think that's, it needs to be done. So, <laughs> I, I guess we're getting to that meta level. It's like, you know, it's like hopefully this, they'll review us back. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> review complete. But um, okay, that's just my opinion. Anyway, uh, I've watched a lot. Obviously, I've watched a lot of films. Bloody, I've watched so much. I can't even remember uh-huh. right now. Top of my head. Uh, I really can't remember this. I watched Moneyball, Eyes of Mark. Oh, how was Moneyball? Uh, I'll uh, talk about that later. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah. Oh, God, stop coughing, James. Sorry. Fucking hell, if you don't get sick, get sick another day. Um, I, uh, <laughs> during the Christmas period, watched uh, Independence Day. Oh, yeah? I've obviously seen it before. <laughs> but... I watched it with my father, who claims to have never watched Independence Day until Christmas Day 2011. I have no idea how that happened, but... What are you talking about with this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, all his uh, predictions of what he thought would happen, <laughs> uh, which he was obviously mostly right, because anyone can predict what's going to happen in an action film. That dog. <laughs> uh, um... But yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I enjoyed that film. I really do enjoy that film. I did like it. It's the, probably the highlight of my Christmas. It's kind of weird, right? And I, I think this is this is even, this is really funny. The fact that Will Smith has been <coughs> off of films for na- now nearly four years, yeah. And because MIB three is coming out now, yeah. in twenty twelve, it's nearly been four years since his last film. But I found him more grading every time I see him on screen like if I watch, uh, not even Grady but every time I think of him like you know like you watch Independence Day all I'm thinking about is oh god he said welcome to earth yeah and, like, Ugh. and then you think of bad boys of how yeah, yeah but that yeah. was like that was like 1996 it was yeah, but fine he still does then the same like, thing. now okay now yeah. if I watch a film and he does that same kind of thing now I'm like hand, like when, yeah, I, yeah, when exactly. I watch Men in Black 3 I'm probably be like oh my god this is I, awful have you, seen, have you seen the trailer uh, yes I have what did you think of it um, it really confused me. Okay. I didn't really. I was like, "What's going on?" And I was kind of like, "Oh, why is this happening?" And I was like, and then it reminded me that I didn't even really. I, I had ill feelings about Men in Black too, and then it just, I was just made me unhappy in general. Yeah, I I really like MIB, the first one. I still think it's a quality film. Um, still had an issue with the ending. It's just weird uh, that film, and the fact that that that's a P, you know, like a twelve A film, yeah. and it had like, a pretty gross monster in it, yeah. and it's pretty graphic. It's still kind of cool. Second one was just the biggest piece of shit ever. I just can't watch it. It's unwatchable. For yeah, me. I I think I think I saw it in the cinema and have not seen it since. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Not even yeah. like no one's even wanted to put no, it on TV. I or just like yeah, that. even on it's TV. That bad. Like, it's you that bad. Like ITV two would have put it on. Not even they would have put it no, on. No, seriously, so. it is that bad. And uh, but the three, the only thing I actually want to watch <coughs> is uh, Josh Brolin mm-hmm. playing uh, the young. Agent K, yeah, because like the, the I like I like the ending of that trailer. It's like you know, it's like K, is that you? And he's like, how do you know my name? And you know, it's like a really good Tommy Lee. Joke. <laughs> it's like it's kind of eerie how well he does that Tommy Tommy Lee mm-hmm. impersonation, mm-hmm. or he you know does a good 
version of Agent K, whatever, you know, because, uh, you know, there's obviously a difference between impersonation and acting, in my opinion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that was okay. Uh, I, and, I'm not, yeah, so just going back to Will Smith, yeah, I think if he keeps doing the whole, you know, quick chat, smoothness, I mean, I liked him, like, in Enemy of, of the State, yeah. when he's, like, running, he's, yeah. like, he's, like, in a pretty intense film, he has his little, you know, little, uh, charming stuff he's like hey you know that but not so full on like I mean now he's 45 years old or something now. Uh-huh. like he should his performance should mature a bit more yeah like I like it when he spreads out and not just constantly being the guy on the side who keeps mocking his other teammate kind yeah. of thing like that's just his shtick you know he's uh-huh. like he does it in Independence Day with Jeff Goldblum he does it with uh, Bad Boys obviously he does it in uh, MIB what the films has he done <laughs> He's done the one with the big mechanical spider. Oh, don't remind me. That was an awful film. That was an awful film. Oh, just remember, because I said uh, awful film, yeah. uh, just remind me of Phone Shop. <laughs> Have you seen Phone Shop? Phone Shop? Yeah. You know, because they say, uh, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> don't, get, don't get me started because yeah because every, every time I see an owl with my mates I'm always like ow and everyone's like everyone mentions how much time it is like someone's going to be like it's going to be an owl and we're like ow 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 way too much yeah that's what I was like when I said oh, awesome feel I was like whoa, whoa 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 what did I just say there it's like oh. have you seen all the latest playing shop I, mean, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I just love the last episode with uh, Prince Raz coming back oh my god Rose Prince is so funny <laughs> everything he does is just like <laughs> just like the lead sinning crew the way he says crew it just always makes you burst in laughter and I love the part where he's uh, where they're introducing uh, Ashley and Joanne Joanne is like the greatest name ever like the way how they mock a black man it's just massively impressive but then anyway and then in, the, in his office and behind him it says Prince Man's a bad man yeah. and I just could not stop laughing just looking at the poster I was like I need that poster and you know just say Man's a bad man it's just uh-huh. pure genius and uh, you know constant, between my friends we just constantly keep saying expect the unexpected <laughs> 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 uh, and it's just oh that is this isn't like classic solid lines as well it's like when Jermaine's like complaining he's only got 20 quid he's like man can't get a decent lunch yeah he's like no Nando's no ZZ you know it's just like they just like epitomise good old rude boy culture without becoming so self-parody becomes uh-huh. grading it's yeah. like it, because they still have good character work without becoming parody yeah it's really weird with uh, Photoshop because um, you know you're never gonna hear it like critically acclaimed but it's weird how how they are they, they, they parody things that you might see in real life say but not so far that you're like oh this it's not at all cringeworthy despite the fact that it is really they're yeah. making fun of something. It's not like, are oh, they taking it too far? They don't know. Like, Ashley and Joanne speak in, in in a realistic way, but it's still funny, but not like you, they've got two actors that have never met, you know, yeah, yeah. people that speak like that before. They're like, oh, can you do this voice? And they're like, okay, yeah, we will then. And you like, if I, it's, it's funny and it takes the piss, but it's not, it's not like a, I've read people with people like, oh, I don't, their rude boy voices that aren't realistic at all, but like, 
No, people I, sound exactly like no, that, no. and they put it on the nail, and you have to. I think like actually you have to appreciate it. Like actually, I think hits on the mark quite Ashley, well. Yeah. Like, he sounds like a genuine white guy who talks like that. Yeah. Like I, you've heard white guys yeah. who talk like that, mm-hmm. but possibly 20 years younger than that mm-hmm. but it's like because and that's the funny thing about Ash like I keep thinking about his the character's biography he's like when did he become a rude boy because he's like <laughs> in his mid 30s and I would say the rude boy culture especially with white people didn't come up like probably until the mid 90s I don't know I think he's probably younger than you think it's just because he's bald in <laughs> <laughs> there are some big bits in it it's just like when the girl's like look good look, look away you old perv you know he's like you know, sort of Jawaine oh sleepy man oh my god the sleepy uh, man <laughs> I just mock my friends with that all the time he's like oh you're doing a sleepy man I love the bit in, the, in that episode we're going on about it too much no no go on go on in the, when he's he talking he's, he's talking to the girl it's like oh uh, I beg you stop crying. I beg you stop crying. I beg you stop crying. And after it's like, okay, I've just got one question. Why are you treating my mother like a brick? He just switches. Yeah. Too good. Just uh, I, and uh, last bit I just love is when Javain always switches to his posh accent. Mm-hmm. You know when he's always like impersonating customers. Like yeah. he's a customer coming in. Oh, I can't <laughs> find a phone. What should I do? And then she's like, Look, lady, I'll help you. Yeah, you know, he's like me. I'll, I'll help you. He's like, Oh, what would I do without you? Like, Javain just absolutely makes you laugh out loud in that. And mm-hmm. to be honest, the other characters are pretty great as well. Yeah. I am like the lady. I can't remember her name right now, but. Um, oh, anyway. Denise? Denise? Yeah, Denise? Yeah. Uh, Denise? Yeah. Denise? Yeah. Isn't yeah, yeah, it's Janice. No, Janice, Janice or Denise? I can't remember. Janice. I saw me on that. You fucked me up. Yeah, but uh, I like her character. She's really odd, but yeah. uh, pretty cool as well. Anyway, I just, because I, I absolutely fell in love. I watched yeah. it like in two days, that, because it's not that long anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I watched that. I haven't played any games. Uh, have, have you seen the Dark Knight Rises trailer? Yes. Okay, cool. So that, I mean, I just want to talk about that as well. Okay. And then I think, and have you seen the G.I. Joe 2 trailer as well? Okay. That one's kind of awesome, Uh I just want to say. Um, It looks batshit mental. And the best part about it is, I think they killed off the whole cast from G.I. Joe. Okay. And The Rock is the main guy. Uh Which are the, like, the best selling points of the film. Like, I fucking hated, oh, God, who's a dumb guy who can't speak? Uh, The one... elaborate. The from G.I. Joe. I don't know. You haven't I seen G.I. Joe? No. Uh, okay, he's the one in... Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name right now. Fuck, what film has he been in? Uh, besides G.I. Joe. Step Up? He's been in Step Up? Oh, um... The... Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum! Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, ridiculous name. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's... It, like, they show the trailer, right? And uh, watch it yourself. But, basically, it looks like the, the everyone's, everyone dies. And yeah. it's, like, The Rock, like... And with two other random people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bruce Willis as well. Yeah. So, it looks like a new cast. And I'm just so thankful. Because the last <laughs> cast... But I actually liked... Damon Way no Marlon Wayans uh-huh. he was alright in it yeah. he, he basically he was just a black guy with a bit of jokes and yeah. a bit of charm he's like a shit version of Will Smith yeah. but that's better than anything in that film yeah. well I enjoyed the film I, a lot of people think it's worse than Revenge of the Fallen which I think is complete uh, horseshit because uh-huh. Revenge of the Fallen was possibly one of the worst films 
anyone has ever afraid. And I think everyone's heard of that. Like, it's a shit film, but uh-huh. anyway. Uh, and, okay, let's just quickly about Dark Knight Rises. Are you a fan of The Dark Knight? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, what do you think of The Dark Knight Rises trailer? I didn't think the trailer made it seem that interesting. Really? No, I think... I think by this third film, I might be... Done. Yeah, I think, I think it's... I think it's definitely a good time to end. Maybe a film before would have been a good time to end. I don't think I'm going to be interested in Really? You think it should have just ended at the Dark Knight? The problem is, I don't... It didn't make me... The trailer didn't make me interested, and I vaguely know... I vaguely think I know what the film's going to be like. Okay. Which is going to be... Okay. I don't know until I see it, but I didn't think the trailer was amazing. Uh-huh. I've, heard some, I've heard some people get really excited about it, but I don't know... What it was about the trailer that they thought was so interesting. Uh, I'll say this. I actually found the trailer really interesting, but mm-hmm. I still felt cold by the end of it. I'm not yeah. anticipating this film. I probably will anticipate it ridiculously yeah. when I get like like a month out of it, like yeah. out of the when the film's coming out. I know I'll probably go something mental. Yeah. But I'm just saying at this moment, okay. I'm okay if I don't see it right now. Like, yeah. you know, I think that's the feeling. It hasn't generated that feeling for me. Yeah. But it has garnered a lot of curiosity from me because there's a lot of first of all I think the world it's created now mm-hmm. like because from Batman Begins to Batman or The Dark Knight the world like in terms of the rules have completely changed the world rules like I think the first one was a bit more comic book-esque like you know like in the sense of um, you had the scarecrow you had uh, the whole uh, the town you know just the way how over the top it got in terms of his action I think it was like okay, a, yeah. like it's still I mean I'm not saying it's a bad film I actually still I actually kind of like Batman Begins more than Dark Knight mm-hmm. and only I think on the watchability level I think Dark Knight is a better film but I think the ba- Batman Begins is easier to watch oh, really? I, think, I think it's lighter to I watch. think it's the other way around uh, and not uh, like I let's leave it here no 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 no, 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 it's not, no, no you can <laughs> talk about it I just want to say because for me personally the yeah. thing is Dark Knight is a very it's just not a slow not a very slow one but it's a slow burn mm-hmm. it's, it takes its time to build and it's not that's why it's paced itself to be yeah. which is fine it does pay off yeah. but I think the first one has because the second one is a lot more about moral ambiguity has a lot of themes coming across it yeah. the first one it has just one theme it's fair that's it mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's a simple popcorn film with yeah. good character work mm-hmm. and that's why I'm saying it's easier to watch. I can digest it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second one's a lot more darker. Mm-hmm. You know, it ha- has a lot of sacrifice happening in it. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I mean. It's just a film that you have to take in a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It is heavy investment in, in terms of time and mm-hmm. in terms of your mind to watch mm-hmm. that. Whereas Batman Begins, I can watch it in the background and really just... Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good TV film to watch for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. But anyway... um, yeah, so I think the dark the Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. is actually more in the first one's universe, and actually I think it is related to the first one mm-hmm. because it's more to do with the League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Bane thing is coming from the League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's what I've been hearing anyway. Yeah. But there's some like interesting themes I'm liking about it. Like Catwoman looks like she's out to get the rich people. Yeah. Like, you know, she's like you've had your rich time mm-hmm. to Bruce Wayne. So I think that really has intrigued me because yeah. I was, I just could not see Catwoman in this film. Mm-hmm. But I'm liking the approach they've kind of taken where yeah. she's just someone who fakes to be rich or she mm-hmm. comes to fancy parties and kinds of just becomes some some sort of Robin Hood-esque mm-hmm. kind of person. But then there's the other side which is the Bane level where it's just completely batshit insane. Mm-hmm. Like this is like 
uh, you know, like the blowing up the stadium mm-hmm. and to the point of like, you know, there's like a massive brawl, there's a tank and flying. So I, they got the bat pod in, you know, they got the flying pod. You, yeah. like, even from the first film, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think they get a bat, like a mm-hmm. flying machine in this. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, <laughs> you know, like the fact that Wayne Industries has secretly created yeah. a flying machine mm-hmm. is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's what I'm saying in terms of universe. Like, you yeah. would see in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. I don't think you would have seen a flying machine. Yeah. I think even technology is still slightly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like I, can, I can see how they got the, the tank to turn into a bike, yeah. but I can't see where they get a fucking flying machine from. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous technology, mm-hmm. you know, to the point it's like, I know that's pointing out something. I'm just saying that that's <coughs> the universe they've changed now. Mm-hmm. Like, expanded to the over the top level again mm-hmm. and it's kind of made me more curious how that will actually work mm-hmm. overall but um, I think in terms of character though it'll really work like uh, I'm liking what um, oh god what, who's what's his butler's name um, Albert Al- Alfred Alfred sorry yeah uh, <laughs> but Alfred you know and he says you know I should have looked after mm-hmm. you and uh you know, you are precious to me as much as your parents were find you precious mm-hmm. to them. And I think that's a really deep line. And so I always, so they do, so, you know, those kind of lines make you, and I think that's what the Batman films are great about. Mm-hmm. They have that good emotional core, yeah. that really strong emotional core. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as they have that in this film, yeah, I think it'll still be a great film. And yes, I'm not expecting anything but less than great. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm worried. More than great. I'm worried. I, the, I think with the trailer, I think it had things in it that might be interested. I'm worried about the characters, really. I'm worried if I'll be interested. I think uh, Christian Bale as Batman, this kind of Batman, may bore me now. I've had it already. What do you mean? Like, what kind of Batman do you Him, mean? just Christian Bale as Batman. But I think they've never actually looked at Bruce Wayne as much as they have. I think the first one was so more involved with his one aspect of him just creating Batman. Mm-hmm. You never see that overall Bruce Wayne. The second one is just pure Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you never see Bruce Wayne in it. Yeah. Like, he's all Batman yeah. hates just constantly fighting mm-hmm. everyone. The third one I see him, it obviously, this, I, if you don't know the story, and it's a bit of spo- Well, it's not even a spoiler. I mean, you kind of talk about it in the first teaser trailer. You know, and he's like, you have to come back, become Batman. Yeah. Because he obviously goes into hiding. Yeah. Batman goes in hiding, and he's mm-hmm. now just Bruce Wayne. And, um... Uh, I like so they're going I think that's what I'm looking forward to that seeing the Bruce Wayne he is now mm-hmm. and what the kind of Batman he becomes because I think there's quite a big difference of what he was because the first one his was like you know his kind of like naive kind of growing into the Batman mm-hmm. he he becomes in the second one mm-hmm. the second one he's a reassured Batman and then he faces a new kind of villain that he never has faced before mm-hmm. someone who has no limits and that's what pushes Batman to that yeah. now he's been pushed his limit he can't do it anymore mm-hmm. that's what the third one's talking about I mm-hmm. think and now he has to see what he can like the third one's him saying he has to go back no matter what mm-hmm. and I think that's the aspect I'm looking forward to in mm-hmm. terms of character Yeah, I, I mean that's my opinion but obviously you know and last thing I want to say is do you find his growling voice annoying or not? no I don't find it annoying. See, I don't find it annoying either. Who finds it annoying? Every fucking person I know on every blog or whatever, right? It's like, oh, Christian Bell's going to do his grounding voice. I'm like, Why is that annoying? Like, firstly, well, he'll say it, he'll, he'll use it, but like when he's Batman, he's not going to be speaking that much. Yeah. So then, like, how's it going to... No, but the other thing is, do you want him to sound like Bruce Wayne? 
Well, because no, if you think like Bruce Wayne, especially the Christian Bell one, sounds quite smooth. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna kill you. You know, whatever he says, right? Yeah. But you, you just can't have that. You want he he the whole mentality of the if you watch the first Batman is he believes that Batman is a monster, mm-hmm. and even though they make him look normal, mm-hmm. he's actually psychotic. If you think about it, mm-hmm. he's actually mentally deranged. Mm-hmm. He's deranged as much as. Uh, the Joker, mm-hmm. if you could, uh, in my ter- in my opinion, yeah. I think that's what it is. He mm-hmm. is actually like psycholo- you know, on a psychological level, he's fucked in the head mm-hmm. and he doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why he goes is goes into that Batman voice because mm-hmm. first of all to cover his voice and to also because he wants to intimidate mm-hmm. and scare the shit out of his um, uh, opponents. Especially remember in the first Batman Begins when he when he gives a hallucinogen yeah. to the Scarecrow and he has that. Uh, he becomes the monster figure. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like the best scene of that film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it worked, especially with his monster voice. But sorry, I know I cut you off. So you're talking about characters. Oh, just basically like, well, I don't think I'm going to care about uh, Catwoman or Bane in this film. I don't know. And maybe they, maybe I will do. Maybe they'll really get me into the yeah, yeah. characters. But I feel one of the advantages of... Um, uh, Dark Knight it's not that I cared about the Joker but I got into the Joker as a character whereas in Batman Begins and fair enough you're setting up Batman the only character you really look at is Batman yeah. that's fine and then everything else is just kind of like they're not really they didn't feel like real characters they're not fleshed out to any degree where you're interested in them yeah. and then when they were you know when what's his face is gone you're like oh, I don't care it's not Which, like, like the um, one in Batman Begins yeah or Ra's al Ghul yeah yeah and now I'm worried that like we've got I'm being introduced to two more characters that I might not give a shit about you know yeah especially especially because if Bane is the main villain like it's it's not a highly recognisable popular Batman villain so you're not gonna be but you don't need that though you don't need that you clearly don't need that anymore I think Batman has proven to be especially with the second one you know it's made a billion dollars why do, what, what do you mean you don't... Why don't you think you need that? Well, I think... Cause I'm just talking about franchise-wise. It's massive enough anyway now. Right? Well, I, no, I, that, that's true. But I think in terms in terms of watching... Like, I think I... I'm... If I'm, if I'm sitting in the cinema and... And I wouldn't expect them to have the penguin. No, you know. Like, if, he, if that came out and it was a character that I... You know, at least had... A familiarity, uh, yeah. opinions about. Yeah, yeah. I would b- be more easily drawn into what they do. I wouldn't need any setup. I wouldn't need them to be like a really strong, powerful, interesting character. It would just be like I would accept it. Okay. But I, then again, you know, the previous two films were good, so they it might be well, good. Yeah, I mean, again, I think with this is, I think this is, I, I, I share. I'm not gonna guess what the story is. I think I kind of guessed what mm-hmm. it is, but I, I don't wanna say it just because. Uh, because I might, I might be on the right track, mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah. But the thing is, I think overall, well, I mean, because it also in that seven minute preview mm-hmm. in the IMAX mm-hmm. before the MI four, and I've heard like it was just batshit insane. The only worry I genuinely have is I didn't understand what Bane said in the trailer. Mm-hmm. He just <laughs> and I suppose that's the problem as well in the IMAX edition mm-hmm. as well. So clearly. That's the only worry I have for that film, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know if they're gonna fix it or this just whatever. Do you know what Bane said in that trailer? I can't remember. 
I think we actually talked over phone that what well, we have an issue with the community. I just think that, I just think that it's going to, you know, you know what's going to happen. What's going to happen with community, especially if it's it's on for a long time, it's definitely going to scrubs itself, and by the end, everyone's going to hate it because it's not going to get to that level though. It's too, it's way too within itself, and it's way too. I think the it's not. It is good and it is funny, but it isn't. At times, it isn't easy to watch. No, I, I completely it's, agree. It's, I think it's going as to... As a comedy, it's... Oh, I think the problem is... It, just, I, I think this is the problem, right? Uh, they are, all the actors, the writers, are so self-aware of their kind of... Cr- their, their cred, the comedy yeah. cred they've mm-hmm. got. Like, yeah. oh my God, they're the sharpest, funniest things ever. Mm-hmm. And now, I just feel like the acting's gone lazy, the character's gone lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all they do now is just go back and, like, just make a quick cool smart snappy yeah. like meta joke you know mm-hmm. like you know something with references and it's like it's aware of how cool it thinks yeah, it is yeah exactly so then it can't have any fun it doesn't it doesn't have that fun it's yeah, not yeah. like we were talking about even if it was taking the piss out of itself it would do it in like a cool way yeah. rather than it's like in season two it was subtle of how everyone was actually a dick mm-hmm. right in this now they're like hey we actually know everyone's a dick mm-hmm. like they shake our head and yeah. like listen we are really all dicks mm-hmm. but this is still really funny mm-hmm. and I just get fucking annoyed by it like you know it is just way, way it just and I think like you can see it just is an absolute love with itself there's yeah. just no denying it mm-hmm. I think like that's what I'm talking about like Parks and Rec is a ten times better show yeah, than this. and you know when people people can fucking say whatever they like mm-hmm. to me but Parks and Rec has heart mm-hmm. it might not be the you know so smart as community mm-hmm. but it has heart which is what it matters like, mm-hmm. and that means I give a shit about a character mm-hmm. it means that when it has an on through going on storyline I genuinely enjoy it mm-hmm. it's like like uh, Parks and Rec just came back and I, I just love every character it just makes you smile mm-hmm. it's it's got that Simpsons kind of feeling to yeah. it because and I can't remember what I think it was a, I can't remember what podcast oh it was from the Hitfix podcast but they, that's how they compared it and it makes perfect sense because you know Pawnee is a small town mm-hmm. and you always like when they have those forums right like mm-hmm. some random person always having the same issue yeah. like I'm having this you know like oh the dogs keeps putting on the yeah. lawn kind of thing you know it's always like the same guys doing it you just laugh because mm-hmm. it's a small little thing It's a but it's a nice little thing it's mm-hmm. like because it makes town real mm-hmm you always have that guy in a certain community yeah. <laughs> that is like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he always has the same issues. He never changes. He always has the same thing. And I like how they add that little mm-hmm. subtlety to it. And every character, even when they're dicks, are still lovable. Yeah. Like Ron Swanson. 
is probably the greatest character ever. Like, I want to grow a moustache like him mm-hmm. and drink that alcohol he drank when he was trying to get away from Tammy. Remember when his mum would, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just drank, he went over the shoulder mm-hmm. and just done that. I don't know how he did that drinking style, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. But anyway, yeah, uh, just talk about community is coming back. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be his last season. Okay, I think... Even though, even though the writer is saying he himself wanted yeah. four seasons mm-hmm. to complete the overall graduation, yeah. like, which is fine. I think I can wait till that much. Yeah. And I hope if they even do it the fourth season, it's just 13 episodes, so they're just like... You know, like they've done with Chuck this season. Yeah. Like it's season five, but it's 13 episodes, so it's done. Mm-hmm. I love Chuck, but it's kind of getting tiring now. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad now if they even get to season four, which is still impressive with community because like, the ratings they had in America, yeah. which have been basically shit. They wouldn't mm-hmm. work here in BBC. Yeah. That's how bad they are. Mm-hmm. So, um, for it to run for that long, yeah. i give it a bit of credit. Uh, but the problem is, yeah, it's just too self-referential, too up its own ass, mm-hmm. and it just needs a bit of heart, which is completely forgotten. I'm surprised that, well, well, maybe it's just because a lot of people do love it. I'm surprised no one, no one on the internet where I live, mm-hmm. uh, had they never have a bad word to say about. Community. Oh it's no! Just all, it's oh just no! All you can't say anything. To, yeah, yeah. You can't say anything bad about community. <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't. No, no, because community's perfect. It's just like it's so smart. It's like fuck off. It's just you know. What? Okay, let me reference to what I mean in terms of heart. Um, the season two Christmas episode. With yeah. Abed's uh, uh, Christmas holiday, yeah, was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was still smart, mm-hmm. like how he done the whole claymation. Yeah, it had so much heart in it. Yeah, it was still really sweet and a mm-hmm. lot of fun in it. And that's why I miss that this season has mm-hmm. just not offered. Yeah. I think the only episode my offered that actually is uh, the one with the the dice throwing. Okay, yeah, I thought that's quite smart, but it had yeah, like a nice was... ending to it. Like yeah, they that realized was... that. Yep, a Jeff mm-hmm. is a dickhead. I like that one. That yeah. was one of my more my favorite ones because it wasn't. It just they had an idea, they ran through it, and it didn't seem like, you know, they were masturbating over their script. Yeah, they were writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They exactly. Thought, oh, we come up with an idea. Let's come up with. Yeah, ideas. and it wasn't like they kept referencing. Like, oh, I wonder what happened if he left. You yeah. know, they never said that. They never self-referenced mm-hmm. themselves. I don't recall anyway. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too on the nose for me anyway. Like some episodes were. So for me, that's why I liked it. It was just like it just continuously happened without having to kept you know self-referencing. Like you know, it's telling the audience like, hey, I know that this is funny, and yeah. you should know that too. It's like, hey, he's thinking, or you know, the show's thinking like me. I'm so smart, and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay so that's enough of what we've been yeah. watching uh, we'll just come to the last bit which is James mocking my top 10 yes <laughs> and um, let me just quickly check um, oh we've gone a bit long but anyway uh, we're making up for last time indeed so my top 10 because James is just can't be asked to do it yes uh, forward. okay my number 10 yeah is Fright Night the Colin Farrell film okay yeah uh, watched it again yesterday night mm-hmm. I just love everything about it just want to quickly say um, I think because I've seen the original mm-hmm. and I like how they just changed it from that but still it, it's just a good old fashioned vampire film yeah. like it just I like the fact that the vampire rules all work that never, <laughs> everyone seemed to seem to has seemed to forgotten in Twilight mm-hmm. True Blood and whatever vampire stuff has come out, even mm-hmm. Blade, I think, has a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Where they now, if you wear sun cream, I remember I think in the first one, if you wear sun cream or something mm-hmm. like that, you could still not be, you don't need to die. But um, 
Yeah, and I just thought it was well paced. It had good a bit of sense of humor. Colin Farrell was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he was just batshit into it. But the only issue with it was like CG when he turns into a vampire. Mm-hmm. You don't use makeup; they use CG, and it mm-hmm. looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy, um, I can't remember his name. Is it Christopher McKenzie or whatever his name is? McLaughlin. Mc, Mc, oh, okay. I He's really good in it. And he's actually a pretty good actor. If mm-hmm. you watch a kick ass to this, he clearly has range. Mm-hmm. I hope he keeps on getting roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if he doesn't stay scrawny, but probably just not get built, but just becomes medium built, mm-hmm. and you know, have a maybe his voice breaks a bit more, mm-hmm. he could probably have a good career as a good character actor. That's mm-hmm. like genuinely opinion. I think he's a very good actor, but I think he he just has a good version. So you you fancy him? I fucking think I do. Okay. Alright, number nine. <laughs> uh, number nine. Oh, shit. Can you I not think, read your writing? No, I think I had a number... I, I, I think... Oh, no, I found it. It's 50-50. Uh, What's 50-50? It's the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt film with uh, Seth Gordon. Seth Gordon? I can't remember his name. It's not Seth Gordon, is it? Who's the Jewish guy from Knocked Up? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. I'm forgetting names left right mm-hmm. so, today. But anyway, um, why am I saying Seth Gordon? It's something else. Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. That's it. Fuck's sake. I am really bad with names today. But anyway. Yeah, basically it's kind of loosely based on a true story about mm-hmm. a guy who gets uh, some sort of rare cancer. And it's kind of his like journey through it. Like, you know, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really show, good. Yeah. It actually made me... I cried a couple of times. Oh, really? And it is kind of comedy, but it's mm-hmm. got a lot of drama in it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also because of my past with cat cancer. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a cancer, but mm-hmm. close relatives have. Mm-hmm. So I know how this work, like how you go through it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it depicted in not be realistically, but realistically enough like okay. it is like you can really feel emotionally attached mm-hmm. to it and I think it done a really good job uh, number eight is uh, The Skin I Live In uh, okay yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. the uh, Pedro Moldovar film mm-hmm. uh, with Antonio Banderas I, I've talked about this in the past anyway I just think it's a good I, I'm going to paraphrase someone from uh, the Hitfix blog I can't remember his name, Drew McQueenie. But basically, he says it's a modern-day Frankenstein film mm-hmm. with sex change. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to summarise it. It is mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. It is... It makes you feel really weird. And I think that's what Pedro Almodovar films are like. And, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I think... Is that film in Spanish? Yes. But it is really well done. Did you done. watch it with stuff? Yes, yeah, yeah, subtitles. But I like watching my movies in subtitles because mm-hmm. I think you get more sense of the acting mm-hmm. rather than when you get a stupid dubbing. When I it's... think I might learn Spanish and then watch it. <laughs> Actually, when I saw it, I did want to watch it, uh, and I never did because obviously I've got better things to do. But uh, yeah, know, well, be sick all the time. See and play my Skyrim. see my friends. You yeah, have friends. Play Skyrim. <laughs> touch women's boobs. That's one woman's boob. No, um, believe me, women healing hands. I have. They love it. Oh yeah, yeah, they love they it. let you. Of course, she she wouldn't let womanhood not feel the pleasure, would she? Yeah, she would because you know the pleasure. She's already saying, "Look, you're already abusing women. Me. If you want, if you want your boobs to be touched, <laughs> just uh, email us." At <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. dot com. Great. Okay, um, moving on. Number seven is "Girl with a Dragon Tattoo." Did you get to number seven already? Yeah, I took number you eight. Out eight. No, I just took skin I live in is number eight. Oh, and fifty fifty was nine. Okay, yeah, go trying to do. It's got there already. Yeah, number seven. Boom. Yeah, I I did really like it. Um, number six, 
I have talked about this too much, uh, but I'll leave it, talk about it again, just quickly, Fast Five. I'm just, uh, the way I keep thinking about it is, it's like a good old 80s action film, mm -hmm. like with the dumb talking people and mm -hmm. dumb plot, but works on every level. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's, it's a modern day 80s action film, mm -hmm. and thank God there is, because we haven't seen one for ages. Yeah, thank so, God. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number five is... Uh, Bridesmaids. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, we've given it Watch enough that love. Together, yeah, that was mm -hmm. a good fun. Uh, good the mandate. Past. Yeah. Mm. Uh, got to, uh, got to say, still my, probably my favourite comedy, I think, mm -hmm. on this list. <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Bridesmaids is my, uh, yeah, just absolutely funny. I always love watching again and again. Easy to watch as well. A bit long, but still easy How to watch. It's like good two hours in plus. Oh, they need to make films shorter in general. That's long films really annoy me. They do, too but much time investment. Yeah, the, the issue is the time investment. But when you yeah. watch it, you can still watch it. Yeah. Oh, actually, I forgot another. No, I scribbled it out. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, number four is Contagion. The okay, yeah. Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. Oh God! All the all the actors in the world film. I Jude Law. I saw that. the uh, trailer mm -hmm. for that film. And I was like, this looks shit! Why does yeah. this look so shit? Yeah. Um, I don't understand how it can't have been shit. Uh, no, it's... You know what it is? I think... And uh, Ify and Alex said this as well. They said, this doesn't interest me. It just looks like Outbreak. Yeah. Right? you seen Outbreak? No. Okay, but okay, it looks like, a, you know, those typical viral films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in the world. Yeah. This isn't that. This mm -hmm. isn't like, oh my God, we found the cure, we found the mm -hmm. host, and everyone's saved. It's not like... It's so clinical. This is... Talking about this actually made me paranoid for a good mm -hmm. week or two, uh, because it just talks about how disease can spread mm -hmm. and how easily it can spread. And mm -hmm. you see the trailer and basically give you the idea of it, but when you see it in motion and how it works, it's kind of just really, really scary. Mm -hmm. It makes you kind of paranoid. Because I remember when I went to okay, so because when I went for interview in Zurich mm -hmm. on a plane. This guy was coughing constantly, mm -hmm. and I was so paranoid. Mm -hmm. I actually told him, can you please cover your mouth? Because mm -hmm. I was just shaking my pants mm -hmm. like he might get me, and this might be the next disease. Mm -hmm. And that's what Contagion does. Mm -hmm. It does a great job of actually making you have that fear of uh, of uh, you're going to get a disease mm -hmm. any second, and you can die. Mm -hmm. It does it really well, and it's just so easy to do that. That's the scary part. But yeah, and that's what I like about it, and I love how it's shot... Uh, it's just really well edited. The score is awesome. Uh, yeah, it just works, and I think it's like it's like a, it's like when CSI was good, but realistic and okay. clinical. Okay, it's like cool. it's like it's like a clinical version of like this is how the world would end, mm -hmm. or how the world would die of disease yeah. if it happened. Okay. So it does that really well. And number three, and I'm really surprised by this was a uh, Super Eight. Uh, okay. I thought before I watched this like a couple of weeks ago, but like before I, you know, I saw the trailers, I was like, oh my god, how mm -hmm. much of a Steven Spielberg 80s kids film does this look like? I mean, it's harkening to the whole E.T., Goonies, you know, all the gremlins, that kind of, you know, kids' adventure kind of stuff, yeah. right? And I was just not into it. I was just like, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that he made the film set in the 80s. Yeah. 
it made me even laugh more. I was like, this just looks ridiculous. This yeah. is so much of a copy, I just can't watch it. But then when you actually watch it, mm-hmm. it is just engrossing, it is emotional, it is just re- a lot of fun. You actually are on this adventure with the kids. You feel like you those 80s film. you do feel like watching that, you watch that 80s film again, mm-hmm. a nostalgic factor, but it works. It's not fake. It's, uh, Your face got really serious when you said that. You were smiling, and then when you said it works, you were like, fake. it works. <laughs> it's not fake. You're not fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on those levels, it really does work on that sense, mm-hmm. and I, I just genuinely enjoy it. Uh, number two mm-hmm. is 13 Assassins. Okay, yeah. I just, oh, I love this film. It mm-hmm. has that, it, it's like a, I think I said this, but it felt like Inglourious Bastards, mm-hmm. but with Samurais. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how it feels like. Uh, yeah. it, but with a 40 minute battle at the end yeah. and it's just fucking awesome that film was fun that is isn't it it is really good I, I, I'm actually going to buy that on Blu-ray it is that good uh, I absolutely love it I think yeah just just need to watch it it's just even the build up the dialogue I mean I don't know the dialogue itself but the way they, pour, they have the talking scenes the dialogue things going on it's just done well done and the build up to it's great it's just Overall, the whole story is awesome. Um, and number one, mm-hmm. which you will love. Oh, yeah, of course. Eight music, please. It's Drive. Um, <laughs> I, have you done it? Seriously. Have you watched Drive since we saw it in the cinema? No. Okay. I, I obviously haven't watched it again. But I implore you to watch it again. Because I'm worried. I'm seriously worried that your your brain has been mangled by what you think you're supposed to like because it doesn't that film is not a film that film that film it is a film because they film something and put it on the screen but I'll I'll tell you what it isn't it's not entertaining I was thinking about driving the other day because sometimes I just like to piss myself off and I realised like people people are like oh yeah it's about driving he's a driver and I was like well it doesn't really show that it's not really that much about driving you don't really get the driving experience and I was like, wait a minute, it does, sh- fit, it, it does show the driving experience a lot more than other films. I'll tell you why. Because when you start driving, you think it's, you think it's fun. You, like, you try and drive quite a lot and it's exciting. Like the opening sequence. But then you realise driving is a fucking chore and it's boring as hell. Like the rest of the film. <laughs> and driving is just a place to get from A to B and you barely even think. Just like the rest of the film. <laughs> It's a perfect analogy for driving because driving is boring as shit. And that's why it's my number one film of 2011. Now, um, okay, I will lie to you. I actually have not seen it on purpose because I'm scared it might not be (laughs) Is that actually true? Are you scared? I'm scared. I'm like, I do not want to risk it. Because I, okay, for, for me, I know this is a film that I have to be in the mindset for. Yeah. So I'm not going to watch this just to force myself to watch yeah. it. I know when I want to watch Drive. When I went to with you to watch Drive, I was in that mindset and that's yeah. why I got completely into it. Yeah. Right? It wasn't even that mindset. I was completely under, uh, like, under expecting. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, people are loving this film. People mm-hmm. say it's art house, it's all this. I think it's... Like, art house. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, my point is... <laughs> Switch. <laughs> my point is that I was just... I expected it, yeah, I think I might be on the same boat as 
being pretentious and bullshit, not working. Mm-hmm. And but it didn't for me. It just didn't happen that way. Luckily, <laughs> but it's luckily because I actually enjoyed it, James. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got, that, you got to have a fun afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I like being angry, so it kind of works oh, a okay. little bit. But I mean, yeah, you did get to have a fun afternoon. I don't. I think that if you watch it again. You will like it still, but you won't like it as much as you did when you originally liked it. I think I need what I need to watch on is my big fifteen inch TV yeah. on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Everyone gone, pure lights out, mm-hmm. and pants down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, because that's how much I love this film. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's about it. As you mentioned oh. Moneyball before, and then you said you were going to oh, speak fuck. about it before. Oh, my didn't. God. Uh, you know what? Because it was actually in my top Oh, thing. okay, then. Uh, but then I scribbled it out, and I only scribbled it out because <laughs> the girl in it, in Moneyball, who's Brad Pitt's door in the film, yeah. is a fucking idiot. And I trust me, if you watch that, you will love the whole film, mm-hmm. but then you'll go back and say, that goes a fucking retard because this is the girl. This is a song she sings, yeah. and it's so cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. First I thought, okay, song's not bad, you know, it's okay. But mm-hmm. then you keep that song keeps playing in your head. And you're like, this is the worst song I've ever heard. Like this is the equivalent to the Frog song in the UK came out. Mm-hmm. This is how bad it gets. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. I've got, okay, just quickly, I've read the book. Money what you read yeah. it? Have absolutely no idea how that could be a film having read that book. Uh, I'm actually surprised you read the book it. because isn't that just about baseball statistics yeah so that's the thing I don't really like baseball uh, the book made me almost interested to watch baseball because I'm such a nerd I love statistics it's in really int- the way they present the book is I feel it's a really well written book but is it a story or is it is it history or no it's it? not really a story so that's why I don't understand no, how they can make a film it's, it's, not, no, it's, not, it's not history so it does follow it's really it's is a, there is a lot about Billy Bean it does follow Billy Bean's oh okay um, it does right? almost his career but it, like it jumps around uh-huh. and just talks about so it, there's bits of story about Billy Bean and then it goes into why that's relevant so it goes back it does have some history in mm-hmm. it talks about other players other teams and just what, what statistics are relevant and what aren't and why it's true and mm-hmm. how he utilised that okay. so there are aspects of story the aspects of story are you know, the bits that fill in around the interesting statistics which you would learn about baseball yeah. rather than the main driving force of the book, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I love books. Yeah, no, that's good, man. <laughs> I, I wish I did read books. I mean, I, I usually don't. I, I, I really does get me angry, like, because I just never get the time, really. Oh, it does. It is. I, on the bus, it's usually... I can't see. You know what? This is what annoys me. Everyone says they read on the bus on the train. Yeah. The problem is I get motion sickness when I read. Okay, yeah, that's, I, why I yeah, uh-huh. that's why I can't. That's why I can't read. Or I would read yeah. so many mm-hmm. books. Like I genuinely do try to pull out my phone and do yeah. it, pull out a book, and I just get sick. I just mm-hmm. don't feel well. But anyway, Moneyball is. I don't think like that. Then is mm-hmm. is actually a story about Billy yeah. Bean, his character, mm-hmm. all his up, uphill battles. Uh, uh, I think it's really well done. It's done perfectly as a sports drama. Okay, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it has an up and down. It's a good thing. But that's what I love about sports drama. Anyway, that kind of unity that they always bring in the film mm-hmm. and uh, you know that good guy and you know the underdog feeling has all of those things it's an honourable mention but I did scribble that I kind of wish I did put it back in I just I just wanted to look at your list to see how you constructed it when you did this list yeah. uh, did you uh, remember the list that you did for the first no. half of the year so no. you could have a completely different order yeah yeah but, I'm, I'm, but I think that's fair though yeah it is yeah, fair I, I think if you're fair. an idiot <laughs> <laughs> no but I think that's a better idea because if you 
put in the top five. I mean, if you put in whatever was in your top five six yeah. months ago, I don't think that's relevant. I, don't, I, I that's think, true, but if they're in a different order, but they're still in there, that's a bit weird. I'm I don't saying know, that, I don't think that's true either. I think you sure? Some, no, because a film could actually stand the test of time and keep getting better. Oh, that is true, that is and true, And then some, like, some just can get worse. Yeah, it depends if you watch it again mm. and if you, you know, your your mind does change as it marinates. Yeah, anyway. see, because like, I felt like what would define my top 10 kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? And the only reason Moneyball would have been there genuinely Moneyball would have been there straight away mm-hmm. only for the fact if that girl wasn't singing <laughs> seriously it really drives me mad how bad it is like that part I just had to take out but I think I've done a I, I think compared to other people I'm not well, I don't need to compare but I think this is mine's a bit different similar mm-hmm. but different as well I think a lot of people did have drivers number one mm-hmm. I think but like I don't think a lot of people have Fright Night in the top 10, but mm-hmm. for me, it is there. I just love it. But um, another one, like, I just want to do quick honorable mentions then is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. I know you didn't like it. I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, thought it was okay. I mean, there's some bits about it. Yeah. I think, in my, I'll say in my review, I think I was harsh because I really fucking hated the humans and, and I really loved the apes. And I was, that's the only No, no, the you, but you're right though. I, 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 I was thinking really hard about this yesterday. <laughs> the fact that how bad James Franco is in that film. Like, he's really bad. Yeah. I'm, I like James Franco, right? And I was trying to defend him the first time I reviewed this film. I'm just thinking he's fucking atrocious. But every human is atrocious and awful. Like, you want these apes to take over, right? Like, it is actually that that was like, yes, please kill all of us, right? And um, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Like, in the sense, like, this is... Um, and that's what Rise of Planet Apes does, and you even think about it. I think I gotta give credit to the studio and the writers, whoever, right? The fact that how they even marketed the film. Like you think about, it, there's no James Franco on the poster. There's no yeah. human. It's actually just season apes. Yeah, like that's a quite ballsy move for mm-hmm. a franchise that's ignoring the last Rise of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. But it's like thirty years old, forty mm-hmm. years old. That franchise is old, and the money it made, it made like. Five hundred million dollars, yeah, and it only cost nine million dollars to make, so mm-hmm. it's good money. And I'm just surprised that they made their protagonist an ape. They marketed the whole film on apes, yeah, and it worked. Yeah, like that is brave marketing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I just want to say that ob- uh, quickly. Mi four, obviously, uh, Harry Potter, Deathly House two, mm-hmm. uh, Senna, which I really loved, but I just I don't know why I didn't put it in there. I think I just couldn't figure out where to put it, so I yeah. just thought. Yeah, you know, I love it, but I just put it on the side. Mm-hmm. And I might put in well, documentaries of 2011. Yeah. Because, I'm, I mean, I'm going to read, so I've seen some documentaries, but not all. Yeah. So I might re- watch, like, the best ones that people have said. Yeah. And just do a quick top three or something. Mm-hmm. But um, Rango as well. Mm-hmm. I love Rango. I just think it's just a really cool Western with a lot of zaniness to it. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love is, like, the new hitch for me. A mm-hmm. uh, bit more drama yeah. in it, and it gets a bit weird here and there. Mm-hmm. But I really, really like everyone. Like mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a good bit of fun. The first time was just a lot of fun. He's, By the way, when he said it's the new Hitch, he meant that it's good and he enjoyed Hitch. Yeah, I like Hitch. Just, you don't just, like Hitch? I'm not saying it. I mean, a lot of people don't. I've never watched it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, it's a good fun. It's a fun film. I think a lot of people talk about rom coms, right? Mm-hmm. This is at least watchable. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's what Hitch does. And uh, Tucker and Dale. Uh, it's a it's a kind of like a slight spoof. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before and the last one is Paranormal Activity, activity Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only one that kind. Of, well, actually, just another horror horror film. I actually forgot about. But this is 
film that scared the living shit out of me. And he did a good two day. He didn't gave me two nights of no sleep, so mm-hmm. it done its job pretty well. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the Innkeepers. I got that legally downloaded, so I'm mm-hmm. for that basically. But because but it's just it ha- I don't think it's been released on DVD anyway. Mm-hmm. I found a boot copy of it anyway, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like an awesome film. It's just a good old, it feels like a, like a late 80s, I know I'm saying 80s a lot, because, he loves that. 80s. Because the 90s wasn't that, it doesn't, it's because it feels old, like it feels like an old film. Mm-hmm. It has a, well, maybe 70s, maybe mm-hmm. late 70s actually, not uh, late 80s, but more late 70s kind of aesthetic to it. And it's just shot in one location, it's a haunted house kind of film. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, they hardly show the ghost, but it's just uh, constantly uh, building up tension, and especially it makes you feel like how you would feel mm-hmm. being in a massive place on your own. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of good paranoia. So the innkeepers, and that is basically my top ten with honorable mentions. <sighs> That's a long podcast. It was um, long. I feel sorry for the people that have to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you can email us at a Britfilmcast at gmail.com yeah you can tweet us at broken engineer no broken underscore engineer for me mm-hmm. uh, and you can tweet at James at Nostra Jamas okay and um, yeah that's the end of episode 18 I think that's episode 18 <laughs> and um, hopefully we'll be coming back doing a bit more regularly I think obviously if I when I do move to Zurich we'll probably have another 2-3 weeks hitch for me to set on Skype but then uh, that should be all done as well and we'll be back doing a bit more regularly you'll get us you know when you do like you'll be lucky don't, yeah, don't, don't complain yeah fucking be don't thankful. complain yeah exactly fucking people <laughs> 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 alright uh, well that's the end of it uh, adios we got Like in Lebanon, had the den in Pakistan. Click, 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 young Nick, the atomic bomb. Yeah, see it in your lick your tongue. Bet that it tastes good. Yeah, okay. So you have to talk, James. I'm talking. Oh, it's got a little bar to say how loud you are. Yeah, I think. Oh, that's going to be a bit too, too loud. Yeah, you're going to be in red all the time, and I'm just going to be like green. Yeah, as I talk at normal level. Crap. What's wrong? I feel so insecure now. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate feedback. How much of a loud, terrible person you are. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, that's nice. <laughs>